Hello, everybody. Welcome back from me, Tim Cable, to the Real Madrid podcast. And coming up today, we will look back at the weekend's defeat to Real Mallorca. We'll look ahead to the Champions League meeting with Galatasaray. And we'll round up, of course, all of the latest stories that are making the news this week. Now, don't forget, you can listen back to over 100 previous episodes of this podcast via the website of realmadridpodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes, Google, Spotify and Stitcher as well. Now that it was pretty safe to assume that going into this weekend, very few people expected this moment to be the defining moment of the weekend. Renovation of the San Moish and the training grounds as well. Look out. Charging in, Lago Jr. Nicely! Rolling into the corner with a brilliant goal! Magisterial! Lago Jr. Pushes Real Madrid back! Receives this one in position of Yazula. Faces up to him. He knows there's a tiger coming at him. He ain't got him by the tail. He turns him, holds it. He goes away from Goldfield and then curls this one. Heavenly. That's a Stevie Nash three-pointer. How do you like them apples, Mr. Nash? Nothing but yet. Two-time NBA MVP. So Real Madrid's first defeat of the season, it was called by some the night of lost opportunities. For others, it was simply a miserable display by Real Madrid. There were also a few eyebrows raised at the selection of the team. There was no Eden Hazard, remember? He was with his wife after they celebrated the birth of their fourth child. So along with him, there was no Cavajal, there was no Bale, no Modric, no Cruz, no Lucas either. So maybe uh, this should have been the opportunity for those who were picked. Instead, despite ending up with 10 men for the third time this season, they still dominated possession but managed just four shots on target from 14. And certainly the harder edge that we'd seen to their game emerging in recent weeks wasn't there either. They were tackled by Mallorca over the course of the 90 minutes. Uh, Vinicius was clearly desperate to impress all. He was trying perhaps just a little too hard. He saw plenty of the ball, 10 individual runs at Mallorca players. He succeeded in passing an opponent on only three of those occasions. All three shots he had were off target. And if you combine the 18 times he lost possession with the 23 that James did... Well, it was clear that possession was being conceded far too easily. That said, Hammers, in particular in the first half, was at least the one who looked the most creative of four key passes he made. Now, reaction after the game from Courtois. He said, we knew what to expect here, but for us, we just could not find the final pass, despite all the possession. The red for Odrizada, well, he said, if you are on a yellow, don't make the challenge. Simple as that. It was just the adrenaline. We wanted to get out there and win. And as for Galatasaray, listen, we are ready to go here. We will fight until the end. We forget about Mallorca now. We move on. Editorials after the game pulled very few punches about the team that lacked leadership and for some will be heading into Europa League potentially. Patience for others with Vinicius is also wearing very thin. 
He does more bad than he does well, and it defies logic that in the last 12 months, despite having been training with the first team, he shows absolutely no progress whatsoever. Interestingly enough, actually, it's done little to dim his popularity off-field. He set up a YouTube channel just a few weeks ago, which has already picked up 700,000 subscribers. Jovic as well doesn't escape the criticism that was coming his way. He continues to waste opportunities and he went to ground very early, the view of his performance on the day. And as for Zidane, he was not very happy. Our start, he said, to the game was very bad indeed. We created plenty of chances in the second half, but we missed just about everything. Today we met a motivated team who don't deserve to be where they are in the table. On the lineup, he said, well, that is my decision, but everybody has to show up and play well. The issue of continuity, he said, we have to show we are good and deserving every three or four days at the moment. I'm not going to say I'm worried, but if we want to win something this season, we must have continuity in our performances. Injuries are not an excuse here today. We have good players, and when given the chance, they must show that they are at the level expected to play here. Now, what about the fan reaction? It was varied, but it was beginning to become apparent that a growing number feel that Zidane must go. Now, he isn't a stranger to this. Remember, several times during the seasons in the run-up to those eventual Champions League victories, fans were calling on Perez to actually get rid of him. And that is, again, the case here. As for who should succeed him, well, that's almost unanimous. Jose Mourinho is the man. And some are suggesting today in various parts of the media that Mourinho has already had talks with Perez. Uh, also shrouded in mystery are the whereabouts of Gareth Bale. He picked up that knock, remember, in the game against Croatia, playing for Wales. He returned and he was doing gym work, but he wasn't seen for Mallorca and he is not in the squad for Galatasaray. And there is no medical update released as to what the situation is with him. Now, Zidane's win rate, by the way, uh, since he returned, is just sitting now at 50%. 110 lost five, drawn five, and this, remember, after a summer spend of knocking on toward 300 million, though what Zidane will point out is that Militao, Mendy, Rodriga and Jovic were not his choice of signing. A quick roundup of what's been making the news today before we take a look at Galatasaray. Christian Eriksen now a target for PSG as well as Real Madrid. Both teams, though, are looking to lighten their loads by selling before they try to land the Danish international. PSG are looking to end Julian Draxler's day in Paris. Meanwhile, at Madrid, only if Isco or Mariana go, will they look to land Eriksen Brahim Diaz? could also be added to that list as well. The club remain doubtful Mariano will go, but Isco, if he wants to make the Euro 2020 squad, will have to consider his position. One possible exit route, at least until the end of the season, if he went out on loan, could be to Milan as part of a deal maybe to bring in Suso as well and bring him back to Spain. Agent Jorge Mendes has been on the phone trying to engineer a move for Portuguese international Guedes, whose second season with Valencia has not been as consistent as the first two. The former Benfica and PSG player sees his future away from the Mestalla. Now, whilst the youth that have been given the chance to flourish have floundered so far to a degree this season in Madrid, the one who has hardly put a foot wrong wherever Madrid have sent him out, 
is Martin Odegaard. And he again had another good weekend. He was involved in two of the three Sociedad goals that beat Real Betis. And Zidane, for some reason, decided against using him this season. And there are a queue of clubs, remember, waiting to side him, including European champions Liverpool. And according to some in Madrid... There is a simmering resentment building between president and coach. Padetha, remember, had all but told Odegaard that he would be back at Madrid this season. Now, what else will have been noticed today will have been Jadon Sancho being fined €100,000 by Borussia Dortmund for disciplinary reasons after he returned from England duty 24 hours late with no excuse given. He's then potentially the first signs of a relationship on the way in his contract remember runs until 2022 and he has the pick really doesn't he of the world's elite as to where he goes next with Real Madrid right up there in pole position On then to this week's Champions League meeting with Galatasaray. Now, the first time that these two met in European competition was 19 years ago in August of 2000 in the UEFA Super Cup. And that night, Galatasaray shocked Real Madrid. Memorable night indeed, and what a team Luchescu had in those days, including, of course, the likes of the Balkan Maradona, Haji, of course, and in the heart of the defence, Jika Papescu there as well. Now, they followed it up, actually, by beating Madrid again in April of 2001 
in Istanbul this time by three goals to two. That was the Champions League quarter final, but those two goals they conceded would ultimately cost them because in the second leg they lost by three goals to nil. Since then, there have been five meetings. Overall, Madrid have won four. They've scored 16 goals as well in that time, conceding just four, and that includes that famous 6-1 victory in Turkey back in 2013 in the group stage game. A Ronaldo hat-trick, obviously. Uh, Benzema got a couple on that night, and so too did Isco, who scored the first goal. Galatasaray this season, currently fifth in the Turkish Superliga. Fatih Terim in his 12th season overall at the helm, split into four different spells with the club, including, of course, that golden era from 96 to 2000. Form currently is not great. A weekend victory over Sivaspor, the first since September the 13th. And since then, it's been four draws and a defeat. Uh, that to PSG in Champions League. Also of a concern, five of the 11 games they've played this season, they have not scored a goal in. And they are the joint lowest scoring team in the top 11 teams in Turkey this season. As six players have scored for them this season. But only Ryan Babel with three and Andoni, the remaining with two, have scored more than one goal. And that just about wraps it up then for today. Don't forget we'll be back later on in the week when we look back over the trip to Istanbul, hopefully to bring you some success from there. In the meantime, do enjoy the game if you're going to be watching it. And we'll see you again back here very soon from me, Tim Cable. Bye-bye.